Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, if there's anything Washington loves right now, it's subsidies for electric vehicles. And I think it's only exceeded by their love for carve-outs. But it might be those carve-outs that solve a problem in the recently passed Senate bill when it comes to electric vehicles. Of course, there was a lot of cheering at the $7,500 rebate relating to electric vehicles as a tax credit But, of course, it's always in the details and the fine print. And helping us with the fine print today is Alex Doherty, reporter at Politico. Uh, And, Alex, you have a a great piece today uh, talking about, one, what the problem is around uh, what everyone cheered for in terms of these uh, potential tax credits for those uh, buying electric vehicles and then possibly a way in classic Washington fashion that they can get around it. First, tell us what the problem is uh, with what's in the bill. So the problem is zero cars currently on the U.S. market qualify for what would be the new uh, expanded electric vehicle tax credit. The reason why they don't qualify is uh, Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia was adamant about making sure that the batteries and their source components uh, weren't totally driven uh, by China, which currently dominates the market, and that U.S. or U.S. allies would be, you know, manufacturing those products that go into those cars. So basically, uh, Senator Manchin created a system to say, hey, you get the you get the tax credit if you meet these requirements. The problem is, as of right now, at least, zero electric vehicles on the United States market meet those requirements, meaning zero electric bills of vehicles if this bill is signed into law will be eligible for a tax credit. Okay, so all of those people who were cheering and are now have been going to showrooms to pick out their electric vehicle, uh, knowing they would get that uh, $7,500 tax credit, uh, can can just kind of tap the brakes uh, for just a little bit. Uh, you also mentioned in your, in your piece that uh, that there's some classic ways that Washington would work around this kind of problem. Uh, so what is the, uh, what is the likely uh, path forward in terms of making it so Americans can actually access those credits for electric vehicles? Yeah, so if you ask Senator Manchin, his answer would be the – the path forward is going to be building out American manufacturing and mining uh, to mine the critical minerals and, and build batteries in the United States. Uh, if that doesn't happen or if it doesn't happen fast enough, uh, one way that the government could, in theory, get around this is by issuing certain kinds of waivers uh, for electric vehicles and components, basically saying, you know, hey, you know, the, the, the market doesn't exist right now to meet these requirements. We're going to give you a waiver so that you can still get the tax credit. Um, there's some precedent for this. Uh, the United States government for years 
has required um, infrastructure projects uh, and materials that are part of those infrastructure projects to be bought and, and sourced from American-made materials. Think of things like steel, for example. Um, what it, it enforces you know, people to do is go to the United States government and say, hey, look, for you know, a certain reason, aka the steel is too expensive, or the only steel I can get right now is from China or Europe and not the United States, I need a waiver. And the United States government then decides, hey, we're going to grant this waiver in this case because the alternative is, you know, a bridge doesn't get built. So there, there are ways around this. And I think if you talk to some Republicans, they're kind of concerned that the United States government is likely to issue some kind of waivers. Um, but to be clear, it's not exactly an apples to apples comparison here. It's just kind of a roadmap of how yeah. Washington tends to operate when problems arise that kind of undermine the policy goals of the laws that they pass. Yeah. And so let's let's take into that just a, a little bit in terms of what that might look like. Is this the the waiver uh, for, you know, having those things all done in the United States? Would the would the waiver could that be done by executive order? Would that have to be done on an individual basis? What are some of the paths uh, around what is likely to be put into law after the House votes on it on Friday? So most of this would be done not through Congress, which would obviously be a major hurdle because right now it definitely wouldn't have the votes in Congress uh, to pass. So this would be something that President Biden uh, could do either through an executive order um, or in the case of the infrastructure law, um, there is a number of expanded by America uh, requirements in that law for bridges and infrastructure projects to be built with American materials. Right now, the Department of Transportation issued a waiver that's in effect through November um, waiving a lot of those requirements because a lot of people who build, you know, bridges and, and roads in the United States went to them after this bill became law last year and said, hey, wait, you know, there, there might be some projects that won't get completed in time if these waivers go into effect. So in essence, it gives various uh, elements of the executive branch, uh, whether that's, you know, different um, cabinet agencies or the president himself, the ability to kind of create some workarounds. All right. And then as you look at that uh, that path forward, what uh, what are you watching most closely in terms of, OK, here's a way we'll actually get past this uh, and enable uh, those who are trying to buy electric vehicles to actually get that uh, that credit? Yeah, I think what's going to be crucial here is is seeing what all automakers and, and kind of their associated suppliers are saying in the next few months. Right now, they're saying the supply team doesn't exist and we need more time. Um, but the question is, this bill also includes billions of dollars to expand the domestic capabilities of of building electric cars and batteries. So if that money is going to be sufficient enough to spur that market that currently doesn't exist, that would obviously be be one way to solve it. That's the way that that Senator Manchin wants to see this problem solved. Uh, But the timelines in this bill don't really seem to align with what automakers are saying right now. But it will be interesting to hear how they see the next six months a year and beyond that going when it comes to building up this kind of domestic market for electric vehicle batteries. Uh, and, and give me some more insight on that. Uh, when you mentioned the car manufacturers, where are they in all of this? What do they see as the path forward? So what they see as the path forward is, you know, certain car manufacturers uh, stand to potentially benefit from the way this credit's written. Uh, under the current uh, rules, there is a $7,500 tax credit for electric vehicles but it's capped at 200,000 electric vehicles per manufacturer. So Tesla, for example, has blown through that cap years ago. You can't buy a Tesla right now with a federal uh, tax credit attached to it. So what this would do is allow automakers who've made hundreds of thousands of electric vehicles 
the biggest automakers, to qualify for a tax credit in theory. Um, in practice, all the things we've been talking about are, are kind of speed bumps in the path to getting to a situation where the United States could sell millions of electric vehicles uh, with, with tax credits to get more people you know, behind a, a car that emits less emissions. Oh, fantastic. A great insight, uh, Alex Doherty, reporter at Politico. Uh, and again, things are not always as they seem. There's always a challenge in terms of actually getting things done. Uh, crafting legislation is a tricky business, and this is one where it is definitely tricky. That There's just currently not any electric vehicle that actually qualifies for that $7,500 tax credit under the bill that was passed by the Senate over the weekend that will likely be passed by the House on Friday and then on to the president's desk. Alex, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Great insight, great piece uh, in Politico today. Thank you. Again, that's uh, Alex Doherty uh, from Politico. And, and this is just so classic to me. You you cheer, you say, wonderful, this is great. This is good for the environment. This will be good for the economy. And then you have to read the bill. That's why you have to read the bill. Uh, because again, just to be very clear, under the current bill that was passed by the Senate, and will likely be passed by the House on Friday, there is not a single car, an electric car in America, that would qualify to have you receive a tax credit for purchasing an electric vehicle. Uh, This will likely have to take the form of my least favorite thing on the planet, an executive order, uh, because there clearly are not the votes in Congress uh, to get this done properly through legislation. So President Biden, in the coming days or weeks, once that bill goes into law, is going to have to issue an executive order and grant a waiver to all Americans who want to buy an electric vehicle that they can buy anyone they want and they'll still get the credit, even though none of those qualify by definition under what is in the Senate bill. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stick with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.